Hello and welcome. I am your host, Lori Moss. And I'm her co-host, Alicia Mack. And you're listening to Divine Divine. I was going to say, not messy. It's not messy. I feel like these are some things that I wish that I knew. Yeah, me too. Oh, me too. <laughs> but for anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about, we are um, touching on the topic of, I don't want to say shitty black belts, but black belts that you should avoid. Yeah. The things to look for before you get wrapped up in some bullshit yeah or you just end up spending a whole lot of time in one place that you shouldn't be in or before you end up by not wanting to train anymore because that's the opposite of what we're trying to get for women in this sport yeah I cannot tell you how many women I've talked to that have just been like yeah I really love training but the black belt you know didn't pay any attention to the women or the black belt just didn't care you're an older woman Oh, they don't care because I'm not here to compete or I'm not a clean slate or, you know, I know that feeling. I felt that way before, you know, which you get over it, but. It does suck when you have a, an idea of what this is going to be whenever you start. Oh, this is going to be my journey. It's going to be so great. I'm going to have all this support. And then you end up not having the support that you, you thought you were going to have. And, and it sucks. Well, we're here to tell you, shit happens. <laughs> yes, shit does happen. And there are some really awesome black belts out there. I, I do believe that everybody has an instructor that they can vibe with. They just might have to search for them a little bit or drive a little further. I lucked out and my, well, my original teachers were the best black belts ever. The ones that I got my foundation from, amazing people. Uh, I don't have them anymore very sad the black belt they trained her now is awesome but it's just not the same it's just not the same as my foundation my my two joes the father and son they're just the best people i've ever met best jujitsu instructors just awesome like i can't talk enough about how like i wouldn't be where i am today in a lot of uh avenues if it wasn't for the father joe he's in his 50s i want to say so he's you know it parted wisdom on me as a as a you know grown person when i was coming up in the beginning and i needed it and that stuff is valuable beyond a belt or jujitsu so sometimes like you meet people that matter a lot and if they're in a, a role where you look up to them automatically just because of the role they're in, then it can be really, really good if they're a good person or it can be really, really bad if they're a bad person. Yeah, and unfortunately, shitty people somehow find their way onto the mats and somehow take advantage. Yeah, they trick other people into giving them black belts. Yeah, predators are number one that like to do that as we've both come to find out and be affected directly by Number one red flag, especially if you are new to this, if you are hot and young and athletic and have all the potential to be just, you know, the next ADC world champion, probably some some kind of like predatory type black belt will gravitate towards you because they see it as easy pickings. So yeah, number one red flag, if your instructor tries to have sex with you. Do not engage. Especially 
if they're married or have a girlfriend. Always ask around because they might be hiding it too. Report it to somebody, please. If you're in a relationship with your black belt, but only you seem to know it, that's also a red flag. Yeah. Because, like, relationships in jujitsu are not taboo. It's It can get messy, but they're not taboo. Um, it's okay. Like, I don't find, like, if you meet a guy in jujitsu and everything's cool, like, and it's healthy on both sides, that's great. And it's, it's awesome because I know, like, and you know, like, having someone that you can train with when you can't train maybe, but you have mats at home and you can go roll and get some frustrations out or, you know, like, you know, just that connection is different and that's awesome. And it, it gets, it can be intimate if you're together, like to roll or, you know, you know, a person a little better that way, but you all, everyone involved should know that you're a couple. (laughs) It shouldn't be a behind the scenes relationship. It should never be that because that means that you're being hidden and this is like an everything in life, but we're just putting jujitsu on it right now. But if you aren't the, the, the only, then you're either a bad person because you're sleeping with someone that you know is with someone else or you're being used. Mm, Those are always the fun ones. I'm sure we'll have somebody on the podcast at some point to to speak on some of these. We'll get there eventually. But yeah, what was it that you said? Dick sucking scholarships are just really not the move. Another thing to say under this bullet point of red flag would be if you see something, say something. We're only going to help each other by being there for each other to inform each other. And I know personally, because of the situation I was in, it's hard to say something because it's it's going to pull the rug out from under your situation. If you're comfortable, I wasn't with the instructor, but I knew his girlfriend and I saw what was going on and I let her know that was bad of me to let someone know that their significant other who they were with and had a child with was sleeping with people at the gym. But, you know, be the bigger person anyway, because at the end of the day, I feel good about what I've done. I'm sure that no matter if he continues to do it or not, he doesn't feel as good about his life as I do. (laughs) Yeah. And then odds are somebody else is in the same exact situation that you are in and they just don't have the support to come forward. I back that up 100% say something. Even if you're not sure, somebody knows something in there. You just got to ask the right questions. Use your instincts, girls, especially if you've been in a shitty relationship. Like the only reason I was able to suss things out, like basically a lot of these red flags are going to touch on if you've been in a shitty situation with a man, there's things that like pop out to you the, the the red flags that you should look at with any man probably female black belts that have red flags which you would have more experience in than I would because I haven't had one that I was like training directly under the female black belt that I have been under she's been amazing so I have no red flags there you have some history where you've been victimized or taken advantage of use use it for your benefit now because that's what is going to come into play. You're going to see things and don't think it's weird because these are people. They're human beings. They're not gods. You know, it's 
like you said, the belt covers two inches of your ass. When you walk out of the door, no gi, no belt. You're they put their pants on the same way, you know. They're they're just a person, so you have to humanize them and realize that if they're doing something wrong, you should tell people because wrong is wrong, no matter what setting it's in. I agree, one hundred percent. Definitely have to use your instincts on these. Ask questions. Find out their name. <laughs> Google their name. <laughs> we need their government name. <laughs> and um, we were pretty close. I knew he was like a kind of a shitty person at times to certain people, but he always like everything good up my ass. Like I was the best thing, right? As a friend though. So, cause I was going to be the blue belt that he like, created his own monster and we were going to travel and you know compete and I was going to win all these competitions because I was already doing that before him right he was jumping on my coattails I didn't google I just went by the fact that he was really good at jujitsu like I can't take that away like he's good he's a bully though like he'll beat up whoever which we'll get into that I didn't google his name and but I knew his name because we were from the same original state he moved to Florida and then I came after to help him start a gym and he down here went by like a shortened version, like a, a Patrick John PJ situation. So we'll go, we'll say that. But upon Googling people, you know, usually their felonies are public record. So, you know, if you find out that a black belt's a rapist, that's a red flag. <laughs> Yeah, you should not be training under them. Do not give them your money. And also, it doesn't matter how long ago it was because they still raped a person, if, especially if they were convicted. Even if they're not a registered sex offender, you raped a person. You don't deserve a place of you know, power and a hierarchy of a societal thing like that where women are going to be coming in, looking up to this person, especially children. Like, ew. I don't want little boys learning how to be men in any way from a person that thought it was okay to hold another person down to force them into something that was, you know, egregious to say the least. So Google. Yeah, absolutely. Google, Google their name. If you can't find their name anywhere, if they don't give it to you, I'm sure their name will be on their Academy website. Surely. Maybe not the full one, but ask around because somebody knows them. And if nobody knows them here, let's move on to our next red flag. If nobody knows them and they only know jujitsu people, if you don't meet family or other friends, if the only people that they're ever around are from their gym and that's their circle, that's a red flag. Yes, 100%. Jiu-jitsu is definitely a really healthy thing to incorporate into your life, but we can make it a not so healthy thing when it just consumes us and it's the end all be all that's where the god complex will come in you're like oh i shit gold because i wear this black belt well it's like everything in moderation right too much of anything is bad mm-hmm. and i just think i just for for my personal experience if i don't know someone that has like a childhood friend or you know someone they've been friends with for a long time or direct family members that want to be in their lives, like more than one. Or even just have other hobbies 
that make them human. Like everybody should be able to say, oh, I do X, Y, Z outside of the gym. But if they're like, no, I only train and I only do this and I, this is it. Obviously they're going to cultivate a gym atmosphere that's not healthy and it's going to be extremely toxic. They're going to force people to have that same mentality. And that's where your little cults start, start developing. And also I feel like it's, gross when the only people that you see them with are people from the gym especially if you're not like interested in that level of connection with uh your gym folks you know like if you want to go to the gym and leave and like it's cool like to be like a hobbyist in that way where you come to the gym you train then you go home and that's it Personally, I like hanging out with uh, people from the gym. I like going like every Friday night after Nogi. We all go out, we'll have drinks, we'll watch fights together or whatever. Like, or we'll watch fights at the gym on flow grappling when we're done, you know, whatever. If you are seeing like stuff other than that, like birthday parties and stuff where it's just like all one group and it makes it clicky. I don't know. It gets, it, it like starts to cross lines of like the, the favoritism aspect, which is the next thing. Touching on the favoritism part definitely shows that if, well, how do I put that? If we are not encouraging others to do good on like outside of the gym and we're only encouraging them to put their mental health, their physical ailments and just like their overall like social battery at risk by continuously being at the gym, there's no room for growth. We all just kind of stick in this little circle that really doesn't go anywhere. It can get very high school. Once you get caught up in that circle and these people and new people try to come into the circle, it, it's like, it can get, it can be like a doggy dog out there. You know what I'm saying? Somebody's going to it's very like somebody's gonna cause some drama. Somebody's gonna be like, "Oh, we gotta find a reason to cast this new person out," or "This person said that we shouldn't, we shouldn't let them in, or we shouldn't invite them to dinner." All of that—that's not a good atmosphere. And if you feel like, you know, even outside of the gym, all of that is valid. But then if you feel like inside the gym, like the professor is never coming over and being like, hey, good job, or why don't you try doing this because this will make the move better for you, or, you know, but you see him doing it to the same other people or, you know, focusing on other people because specifically they're they're going to compete, whatever. Like, it, it's it's super important for most gyms for to represent their gym or their association in competitions. That's, like, part of the sport. But like hobbyists also pay a membership fee, right? So they should get equal um, attention if, you know, if if it's required, not everybody requires that, but if you do, as you've told me before, you should speak to your black belt and you should be able to approach them and do like a, hey, um, I was just wondering if you were watching my role, like, did you see anything that you would change or criticize or whatever? And if there's nothing or if they have no feedback for you ever or if it's only negative ever, then I don't I don't like that. Yeah, that wouldn't be a black belt that I would necessarily want to train under as well. I really enjoy 
where I am now because well, not only do I have the the luxury of having so many black belts within the gym that are all different and can everybody can distribute the attention and the and the knowledge equally. So I really love that. But it's also we're not favoriting one program over the other. Everybody pitches in. Everybody wants to see everybody grow. And you can definitely tell where everybody's chipping in. Everybody's doing what they're supposed to. And the gym is flourishing. And it's not because they have one certain person teaching and his five followers. That's not it. They're all their own people. Yeah, everybody has their own thing going on outside of the gym. Um, you know, my husband and I, and I've mentioned before, we traveled a lot and we have a really good relationship with um, a gym in Michigan. Um, it's Magic BJJ. If you ever have the opportunity to go train there, they have some phenomenal black belts, so many women, just overall like great place to go and be a part of. But I think it's so awesome that the owner of that school very rarely teaches. Like he gets to go be a student at his own gym because everybody's doing what they're supposed to. And I think that's such a great example of how black belts should be watering their gardens. You got to pour into other people in order to, to keep that little flow going. I think that you're absolutely correct. And the uh, vibe that they create doing that is so much better because I feel like where I was and the person that I have referenced that created a toxic environment because then you're no longer looking at jujitsu as a you journey. You're looking at everybody else and saying, well, he's treating that person better and he's raking that person up before me. And what am I doing wrong? And why doesn't he want me to be that way? And why isn't he going out of his way to do this for me? Like, you take away the jujitsu and it's all about social problems at that point. And if you can't harvest that good, uh, you know, environment, the way you were talking about, then you're going to have people that are becoming, you know, discontent. Like, I don't want to be here. Like I'm coming in, I'm not getting anything out of this anymore because I leave and I don't feel better. Like I go to the gym to leave and be like, Oh, it was so great not to leave and be like, it, this is tense and this sucks. And, I don't want to do this anymore if it's not going to mean anything, but it has to mean something to you. So that's super important. And that's, that's like big, huge, huge. I want to apologize to everyone for hearing my dog snoring in the background. He is a fat old man bulldog and he's sleeping in the same room as me. So sorry, you're going to hear it. <laughs> King is living his best life. This is important. I think if your instructor is the only high, like high-ranking person there, if there's no one else above like purple belt, and it's only just the black belt with a god complex, gee, I wonder why they're the only one. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like hmm, and that goes back into the, you know, the professor watering the garden right we want to especially like me as an instructor like I want to pour into other women that way they have something to pour into somebody else and it just keeps giving and giving and giving but unfortunately there are people out there who 
who don't want that. They don't want anybody to be above them or, or anything. If they're the highest rated person and they're not letting you tap them and they're only sitting there just going ham on everybody and not really teaching, that's not a good atmosphere to be in. I would also love to know if they compete and if they do, if they win, because that's like you can't teach other people that you have to roll with higher belts and people more skilled to get better if they're not willing to do that. Yeah, and if they do compete, are they registering for empty brackets and going and collecting their medal anyway? Hmm. Mm, that too. That's another like thing of practice what you preach by the that they should if they're going to tell you like I want you to work hard. I want you to put yourself in bad positions to get better. I want you to grow. I want you to help other people grow, but they're not doing that. They're not exemplifying what they want. They're just talking out of their ass. So that's a red flag, you know, like they should have, you know, they should be pouring into the students. Like they're on their journey as well, but this part of their journey that they've chosen, if they're an instructor, they've chosen it, um, is to, give back the knowledge they have while continuing to learn. So if they're like, you know, resentful that they're not getting to learn more, well, they're not, or if they're not putting themselves in the position to learn more because they won't level anybody up or, you know, allow anybody near their rank, then that's bad. Yeah. That means that their ego is fragile and they want to keep it intact and they'll, they'll be the ones asking for dick-sucking scholarships. <laughs> most likely, yeah. <laughs> and they will also most likely teach very poorly. And they will only teach like three to four moves. And that's all they know. Mm-hmm. And they won't correct you or change things for you. Like a good instructor should say, your body type is good for this move, not this one. Like... If an instructor comes up to me at five feet tall and in the weight class I'm in right now and says, you pull guard and do spider guard, I'm going to look at them and go, you're smoking crack. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> I've been spider guarded by my six foot six fiance and boy, that's not good times. Yeah. So everybody has a different style, Every you know, and but they should be catering to it. Like some people are smashy. Some people are, you know... Toriando like speed passing and some people like to pull guard some people play top and you know it's if they're not able to sit back and look at their class and say when I'm teaching a move I need to know when I go over here I'm going to give him a little modification to make Mm -hmm. him better those are the good black belts those are the ones that are like very valuable because you're going to learn so much and your game is going to be very strong because they have those micro adjustments that everyone needs to learn <laughs> yes. and uh they teach them they don't keep them to themselves like a black belt that has a poor learning or teaching style will also you know gatekeep stuff so that you can't get better like the particular black belt i've talked about w- was what one of them like he'll do all kinds of stuff in a role and fuck you up and tap you 18 times in six minutes because mm-hmm. why not right? To teach you a lesson. But is he telling you how he got you there and the mistake you made? No, no. But like, I feel like whenever I roll with someone, especially like a no stripe white belt, 
if I get them in a position and I'm like, they're obviously doing something fundamentally wrong, I'll say, hey, next time you do that, don't do this. Like, don't put your arm straight mm-hmm. out when you're trying to get someone off of mount because that's an arm bar, you know? And then I explain to them why. Yeah. That's something, even if it's not during the role, at the end of the role, the black belt should be like, this is how I got you here. This is what I think you should, would benefit from working on. Those are amazing tips and stuff that even if they don't even if they're not a great uh like they should have more than three or five moves let's be real here they should have more but even if they're not great at like putting together a curriculum if they're really good at teaching you like in a singular fashion there's like give and take you know yeah uh I actually trained under a black belt once and he was kind of the same like had the same four or five moves that he was just really good at you would see him coming from a mile away. He's still going to get the tap. And that's mm-hmm. okay. He was really great. Amazing person. Technique. Yes. <laughs> but what was so crazy is that, like, he could still tailor that one move for your body type. Even even if it was a man, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, he would, he would still give you just a little detail and be like, hey, um, I saw you were trying to do this. Like, I can help you with that. Anything that he could do in that role, or he would help you escape it. He's giving you improvements, and that's growing you. Yeah, absolutely. That's like pouring back into your students as well. I feel like the instructors that just go out there and and just smash everybody, they don't have anything to say for your your game. They don't want to have any input in it. They don't really seem to care. They probably don't care touched on it yet but you had discussed if your instructor won't roll with you oh yeah I had an instructor that wouldn't roll with me and that always like really bothered me that's a red flag like especially if you're a woman that gives me like weird vibes too like mm -mm, I don't like that yeah I don't know what the what the deal was I think it was just because he had so many favorites that he couldn't I, I guess just wouldn't look at anybody else. And I, you know, I was fortunate to have other people around me that weren't black belts. I mean, they were mainly like purple and brown belts, but their information is just as good as a black belt being new and all of that. But yeah, it was, it always just struck me really weird. I was like, man, like, is there something wrong with me as a student? Is this going to, you know, deter him from wanting to, strike me or promote me whatever it may be so there's always that like and then it's you know it's weird like going up to someone and being like why don't you like me like no I I pay you money to do this hobby and I want your feedback please do that Well, that should be a subset of the red flag is that if an instructor subtly or even overtly makes you feel uncomfortable in your training good environment for you you know, it's not something that you should continue to, you know, put yourself through. I've had a couple conversations with people that talk about the environments that they've been in or that they are in and how they feel like there's favoritism or they have felt like, you know, other people got opportunities where they didn't. And it's really like, like, I I just take it because I'm like, whatever, I'm going to listen. I've been there. I know what it feels like. And it sucks. 
and I hate that anybody makes someone else feel like that and something that they're supposed to like love and be passionate about you know so don't let people make you feel that way and if you're you know if you have the balls to approach someone and like get down to the you know root of it then great that's awesome and more power to you and you should do it but if you don't like come to us we're here to talk we'll give you um you know any advice that we can based on our experiences but like my advice is pretty much always going to be like it's part of the journey and embrace the suck because i i feel like we all go through that like even if you're like progressing and doing really well you always are like i'm you always think in your head, like, I should be further than where I am. At least if you're like a go-getter, right? You're always like, I want to be better. I want to do more. So you're always looking at other people like, how come you're not uh, seeing how hard I'm working? Yeah. Well, that goes back to having a conversation and letting the black belt know like, hey, I'm training this much. I'm, I'm doing XYZ. This is my goal. How can I get there? If your black belt is not willing to have that conversation with you... Another red flag. Yeah, that's all I need to know to to get on. GTFO. Yeah, I'm just going to move on with my life. I don't say those things to be crass and like I'm not trying to understand that, you know, oh, we love that. The people there, the atmosphere is there, all of that. At the end of the day, that black belt is going to have the say-so in whether you progress stay the same rank if you're not in it for the rank and you're purely there for to have fun and all of that more power to you because i'm i'm kind of bitch like i need some recognition (laughs) like if i don't get some positive reinforcement like my feelings are going to be hurt but guess what my coaches know that if i have an issue i'm like hey you know i'm feeling this kind of way and then you know we've cultivated a, a relationship where we can have an honest conversation with each other and someone that takes that role should be able to do that and comfort you and, and address those things. Like you've told me that uh, you will make sure that if so- if something seems off, that you will approach a student in your situation and say, hey, what's going on? Like, can we talk? And you've also told me like, you're not a black belt, but you're a- an instructor, right? Mm-hmm. So, and you've also told me like, when you meet someone, you would take their name down and something specific about them and make sure you'd mention it later just to like make them know like I'm thinking about you I actually give a shit and here's some things that I did went out of my way to do because like you don't have to do that you could be like hey redheaded bitch over there like you go with this one mm-hmm. like you know like it, it it takes someone to be more to to be in those positions and if it doesn't seem like they are, then you got, you got to go somewhere else. If you're somewhere where your comfortability and your vulnerability is disregarded, that is not the place for you. I would be so upset if I went into my training session after I just explicitly had a conversation like, hey, I don't want to roll with this person because they make me uncomfortable. And then my instructor partners me with that person. Well, what just happened to this conversation? That's not cool. And then you have to be super awkward and be like, no, like afterwards. And so I think based on everything we've talked about, is there anything else that we had? Yes. If your instructor is rude to visitors, that's a big one for me is how my instructor treats people, not only in the gym, but outside. 
and to people who are coming in the gym for the first time, if they have jujitsu experience, I would really hope that, you know, my instructors would, would want to be welcoming and want everybody to be welcoming and all of that. But, you know, I have experienced a place myself going in as a woman. I was a blue belt at this point and I went in there and the instructor was incredibly rude. The people were rude. Luckily there was another girl in there who was also feeling that I was feeling awkward in the situation just because the whole experience was was terrible and I would never go back to that gym ever again. <laughs> I like wouldn't even recommend it to someone who lives in the area. And what's crazy is is I now live close to this gym. I visited when I lived in Memphis and I live close to that gym now and I'll have people ask they're like oh I live in this area da, da, da. and I was like yeah I wouldn't even bother I would just drive <laughs> I would drive an hour to our gym and come train under these instructors because I can vouch for them and I can say that you know you're going to be welcomed with open arms and man I- I'm telling you every time I walk on the mats like my instructor like they're all smiling well I mean that that like that's super important. And I'm glad that like, while it sucks that you had those experiences, I'm glad for everyone else because at least they're meaningful now. And like, it also like for anyone listening that maybe if you happen to be an upper belt or a black belt, which I don't think we're that cool yet, but whatever. Um, if you need to know that, or well, I guess I'm saying you need to know that all it takes is one time. Cause look, Lori said once she went there once and she's like I would never tell people to go there it could have been they were having a shitty day and they were just off-putting that day but like this is you're 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 an instructor jujitsu is your thing but it's also a business and you have to run it like a business so you have it doesn't matter what's happening at home this is this is your job like at the end of the day right so if you want to make things work in your job, you can't come in and be like, I fucking hate this place because that's not how it works. You can't show the bad side when you're there. And if you have that day, hopefully you have someone that you can be like, hey, man, can you teach today? Because I might be an asshole to people. But like, that's the type of awareness you need people to have in these situations because maybe that gym doesn't suck. Maybe it was that specific day or a week or whatever, but all it takes is once. And for all the other things we spoke about, if if you feel like you're that black belt, you need to talk to other people and have a real conversation and, you know, look inward and say, maybe I'm doing something wrong. Because we're not here to, like, tell people, like, every black belt is bad or even, like, these little nuances will make a black belt bad. Like I said before, we're all human, right? So people have their flaws and personality differences and all that. But when you're in the gym, you, you're, you're there to teach and cater to other people and you, and you made that decision. And um, the other thing, since we touched on everything that I wanted to uh, bring up, because someone said this to me um, after they had a bad experience, um, specifically like in this town, right, where I moved. I moved here. There was already two jujitsu gyms in the like half hour driving area. I trained at one of them while I was helping uh, PJ get the gym uh, started. 
So that's where I met my fiance and everything. And that's the gym I train at now again, after everything went down, which eventually we'll get into. Uh, but, you know, a lot of people went to that gym and then later on were like, who bad, you know, or they were at the gym that I'm at now, went to that gym and then, and then learned things or they met me and learned things. And they're like, okay, well, what do I do? Where do I go? Like, I know specifically a uh, mother of a child who I feel like is getting taken advantage of at this other gym. Like she's 10, 11 and teaching kids classes and helping out like every single day she's there 430 to 930. And she loves it. But I feel like there's a separation that should be happening. Like some, some, somebody should step in and be like, Hey, like this isn't how it's supposed to go. Like you're the instructor. You should do the instructing. She could assist. You should do the instructing, you know? But anyways, um, she had been at the gym that I'm at now prior. And for whatever reason, there was a personality conflict with the mom or whatever. And the kid wasn't having a good time, whatever. And uh, they they left. And then they restarted at the gym that was open that I was there at the time. And I got I had a really good connection with this little kid. And, you know, they're a little rock star. Like, I love this kid. I still talk to them and the mom to this day. And... Uh, she was like, well, what am I supposed to do? Go back to this place where my kid felt uncomfortable and we left and have that like weird feeling or stay here and write it out. And I'm like, well, I don't know. You got to do what you got to do. But like, he's a rapist and that's the person teaching your kid. Like, if that's okay with you, then I don't know what to tell you. Like, I understand you want your kid to be happy and she loves what she's doing, but you know, there's more important things in this world. And I feel like being embarrassed is less, uh, you know, pertinent than the type of person you're letting your kid be around that many hours a week. But beyond all that, how does a person that has limited options make a decision if they have these moments with the black belt that makes them be like, I don't want to be here anymore? Like, what do they do? Where do they go? Like, what options do you have? Yeah, that one is pretty tricky. I've been in some similar situations, I guess. Um, I was fortunate where there were other gyms where I could go and try, but one of the last times that we were about to come into into a situation where we were about to not have a gym, my husband and I said, fuck it, we'll open up our own gym. Not everybody can do that. I understand. Exactly. And it doesn't always work out. <laughs> no, no. It, it it's not it's not a it's not a walk in the park at all. Google. Google people. <laughs> yeah. Google. It, it's very hard and but um you know, search in neighboring towns. If you have to drive a little bit out of the way, you can always explain that to your instructor. Be like, hey, I'm coming to you from X amount of miles away. This is my situation. Like please forgive me if I'm being late, like whatever. Generally, people will listen to you and hopefully help you out. And if you can also find like a higher ranking person from the gym that you're with, you can always schedule private lessons with them. I realize that, you know, traveling is not always an option for everybody. You can, you can travel to different gyms, that kind of stuff. Ooh, instructionals are also nice. And they're stupid expensive if you want a, a good one. Yeah. But, um, I mean, if you're not paying for a 
gym membership, I would pay for I would pay a hundred dollars for an instructional. Fair. If it was a good amount of that's fair. You know, hours into it, if I got the detail that I needed, easily would pay a hundred dollars. Especially if it's a system too, then you basically get a couple months of uh, gym if you have someone to drill that stuff with. And yeah. Yeah. And then if you just have to go bounce around for open mats, that's fine too. Everybody finds a way to train. It's just a matter of, you know, how important is it Mm -hmm. to you? Yeah. Thank you. Because I feel like that's uh, something people need to hear. Because if we're going to tell them the the red flags of the black belts and we got to tell them how to their options if they have this situation and they want to get away and they feel like they're ready to so at least there are options out there yeah go to a camp the you know the what is it the girls and gears they have a camp like every month or uh, some kind of like seminar there's um what is that other one the rolling Role model camp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have one. They do They do those. Um, I've talked about, maybe this was just, I can't remember who I talked about this with. Um, there are camps um, for Labor Day and Memorial Day out in um, North Carolina at Open Source Jiu-Jitsu. Love them. Bobby and Amanda are great. But if you're paying $100 plus a month for a membership, that's $1,200 a year. So you can put that in a little kitty and say, here's my jujitsu fund. And then think about all the other things you'd pay for, like water bottles, gas, geese, you know, different things, and just incorporate that in. Because, I mean, I'm just spitballing at this point, but, but like, it just makes sense. If you have the, if you have the dedication, you'll, you're going to figure it out if it means a lot to you. Yeah, absolutely. I I know three people off the top of my head that if I was like, hey, I need instruction from you, they would be like, FaceTime me right now, grab a partner. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, I've made connections that way. I would love in the future to help other people make these kind of connections. Well, what are you here for even? I know. We're just doing a podcast to talk to our, to each other. <laughs> hey, that's one thing about me is I'm going to run my mouth. I mean, why not? Hopefully I have good things to meaningful. say. But I feel like you just but, gave a um, lot of good options. Because, like, I didn't have anything else to say. I was just like, man, I wouldn't go train with the rapist. <laughs> like... <laughs> that's the only thing like there's I just picked the lesser of the evils I guess you know like and and also my other uh part would be like having a perfect situation would be fucking cool but like it's not always possible and rarely is it possible you know if you got it enjoy it because it might not always be that way. You know, some black belts changed over time, you know, or they get better over time. So sometimes you do just have to ride the wave and, you know, we're giving you things to look for, but it doesn't mean you have to quit or run away. Like, you can still ride the wave. Um, yeah, exactly. And and make it better for yourself. But uh, I think, like to summate everything and make it like tied up in a nice little bow. Look at them like people 
And just like how you would vet someone that you're going to let like in your life around your family and kids and people that, you know, mean something to you because jujitsu is for a lot of people, a personal, like special thing that is worth like protecting and uh, growing, right? Just kind of like a child, but like, you know, a little less needy. (laughs) Um, uh, You should protect yourself in those situations. Um, Find people that you feel comfortable with and make it work. The, The red flags are there for a lot of, you know, situations and just look out for them and use whatever method or, you know, whatever hindsight you have or personal experience or just street smarts, common sense to figure out how to make it work for you. But just know that just because they're black belts doesn't mean they're infallible. You have a conversation with them and it just didn't go the way you wanted to come to us. I would love to be able to tell you be like, Hey, that's, that's not a good situation because sometimes, sometimes I need an outside perspective to, to show me what, exactly. you know, what it is at face value. And sometimes it's a big old yeah. shit. Sandwich. Yes, exactly. And sometimes you just have to listen to, especially if someone unbiased is, is the person you're talking to because they have no yeah, skin nothing in the, the game. game. So with that, we should plug our Google Voice and our Q&As because we need Q&As yes. to do Q&A episodes. So people need to start commenting and sending us stuff. So that way, like, I don't care if it's a, this, you think it's a stupid question. I don't care. Ask it. We want to answer whatever you have to say. Um, the Google Voice number was 850-816-0228. So, you know, call and just like spill your guts. If you don't want us to play it on the episode, just say, you know, answer my question, but don't play my voice. Got it. Um, if you want to, we'll, we'll shout you out. But like, I feel like if you, if in order for us to get more personable and personalized to our audience, we need interaction from you too. So tell us what you want to hear. Tell us what you don't. Tell us if the episode suck. Tell us if we sound weird. Just tell us whatever you need to tell us because- these are important things for us to learn because we need a stripe on our podcasting Please. white belt. <laughs> we'll we'll yeah. do whatever we Please. can. And also, did we just maybe come up with another idea of how to like help people learn jujitsu by maybe recording our own stuff? <gasps> oh my gosh! Ooh. Oh, ooh, we can let ooh. we can put stuff out. Ooh. Okay. Yes, yeah. This is this is, and we both have husbands that do jujitsu. Oh, wow. wow! Was that a teaser? Was this planned? You guys will never know. No, you won't. Neither <laughs> will we. <laughs> Probably not. Just until we uh, decide to do it. But um, thank you guys for listening. Yes, thank you guys for listening. We will try to continue to put out episodes every week. Give us some time. We're still trying to figure out our system. We are still accepting. We're still accepting, yes, spotlights. We actually have, we have one coming. We have two coming up. We'll be talking 
to uh, the owner of the Forever a Fighter Foundation, and we will also be talking to the ladies with combat hair probs. So I am so excited to get them on here. Um, Sophie's great. Stephanie is great. I'm I'm very excited to get that content out for you, ladies. And then we have like a big company. But something that everybody's probably heard of. Oh, we're not going to say names yet. No, no. But like, what was it? Like June, I want to say, or July? Yeah. That it was kind of like, we'll get back to you. And, you know, it's this is our less busy time. So we'd be willing to do something around then. So hopefully by then we have our feet wet and we're like really on track. And maybe we have a stripe by then. I don't know. You guys can tell us. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there's we're trying to get exciting things going and like the more connections we make and the more you guys like give us our feedback the better we're going to be promise yes so please interact with our stuff on on all the socials continue to give us your feedback you can still email us i am available at any point in time yeah and we'll play a whole thing that gives you all the information you need So, this has been real. Love you guys. Protect yourselves. Stay violent. Happy training.